Hello, Text Talkers. Edwin here. I have a brief announcement before we get into the actual episode today. Andrew and I just want you to know that in order to make sure all episodes post on time and without missing any, we have to record these weeks in advance. That's why we don't talk about any current events, including the COVID-19 pandemic. Since we never know what the state of things will be on the day the episodes actually air, we just focus on the text we're talking about. However, we want you to know that we are obviously aware of the state our communities, country, and world is in. We are not ignoring or dismissing it. We are concerned. We are praying for you, for all our brothers and sisters, and for our fellow man in this difficult time. That being said, what better thing can we do while we and our families are practicing some social isolation than to talk about God's Word? So, keep us in your prayers, and we'll keep you in ours. And let's get today's episode started. Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Two men. Fifteen minutes. Eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. His glory I will see. I will Welcome to Text Talk. We're so glad that you're here with this last episode on Acts chapter 8. Edwin, what are we reading today? I'm going to begin in verse 26 and read on through the end of the chapter. I am reading from the English Standard Version. Now an angel of the Lord said to Philip, Rise and go toward the south to the road that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. This is a desert place. And he rose and went. And there was an Ethiopian, a eunuch, a court official of Candace, queen of the Ethiopians, who was in charge of all her treasure. He had come to Jerusalem to worship and was returning, seated in his chariot. And he was reading the prophet Isaiah. And the spirit said to Philip, Go over and join this chariot. So Philip ran to him and heard him reading Isaiah the prophet and asked, Do you understand what you are reading? And he said, How can I, unless someone guides me? And he invited Philip to come up and sit with him. Now the passage of the scripture that he was reading was this, Like a sheep he was led to the slaughter, and like a lamb before its shearer is silent, so he opens not his mouth. In his humiliation, justice was denied him. Who can describe his generation? For his life is taken away from the earth. And the eunuch said to Philip, About whom, I ask you, does the prophet say this? About himself or about someone else? Then Philip opened his mouth, and beginning with this scripture, he told him the good news about Jesus. And as they were going along the road, they came to some water. And the eunuch said, See, here is water. What prevents me from being baptized? And Philip said, If you believe with all your heart, you may. And he replied, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And he commanded the chariot to stop. And they both went down into the water, Philip and the eunuch, and he baptized him. And when they came up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord carried Philip away. And the eunuch saw him no more and went on his way rejoicing. But Philip found himself at Azotus. And as he passed through, he preached the gospel to all the towns until he came to Caesarea. I do need to point out, The English Standard Version has a little bit of a manuscriptal difference, and I did include the footnote that included verse 37, as so many of our translations do. But that's the English Standard reading of the last half of Acts chapter 8. And we see the eunuch becoming a child of God. But there's some question in his mind. There's some question. What prevents me? Mm. Would, would, Would I be prevented from becoming a Christian? And Philip's response is a powerful response. 
a response about faith, if you believe you may. And I can't tell you what good news that must have been to this Ethiopian, because for him, he had seen many things preventing him uh, from having a full and wonderful relationship with God. Now, one of the things that you read so well we would not want to pass over too quickly is the mention early on about how he was returning uh, from Jerusalem. He was heading home. He had gone to Jerusalem to worship. Now, I don't know what you might think that means, but uh, to be going from where he worked for the Queen Candace in Ethiopia to Jerusalem is a journey of roughly 1,000 miles. This was a huge disruption of life in order for him to be able to be a, a faithful Jew, all right, and, and practice religious uh, ordinance and feasts and all of this. Now listen, once he makes this thousand-mile journey to Jerusalem to go to the temple and be there for himself, he's not able to go all the way into the temple with his sacrifice because we're told he is a eunuch. And he must stay in an outer court. Can you imagine to travel a thousand miles to go to church and then to be told you have to stand in the foyer? I mean, this is just unreal. So there's one of two things that have happened here. Either one, he knew that's the way it was going to be, but he went anyway. And that is powerful. Or two, he didn't know that's the way it was going to be. And he got there and found out. And, and now he's on his way home. Either way. There is this feeling of second class, second rate, not included. I mean, I'm kind of a part of the assembly, but I'm not really a part of the assembly. I got to be in the people of God. You, I was circumcised, so I was proselyted. But um, if, is, is proselyte, is that, can we verb, is, is that a verb? Yeah. I became a proselyte. I became a proselyte, <laughs> proselytized. I was proselytized. I become a Jew, but not really. There's this, there's this law that says someone in my situation does not get to be a full member of the assembly. And so now he's hearing this gospel of Jesus Christ part of which said, be baptized, and now he's seeing water, and he wants to respond, but he's got a big question. Well, I'm just going to say that he he can uh, be a part now. This is wonderful. Uh, we were talking a minute ago. Which way was it? That Does he get there and he gets surprised? I tend to think he already knew that that was the situation. Um, I do because... You know, he's there's no reason for him to go to Jerusalem unless he's already proselytized, unless he's already a oh, Jew, yes. which means he's already been instructed. Something else that we're going to see about this fellow is his great love for the scripture, for the word of God itself. Because now as he is making his way home, he is reading the scripture. He is reading he is reading uh, the prophet Isaiah. Those scriptures were hard to come by. They were expensive. Everything has to be hand copied. But he's going to have his own copy to bring back with him uh, to Ethiopia. He's reading. He's reading aloud. And even though he has just been shunted to the side, he is still reading. He still wants God. He didn't. He didn't give up on God just because the law was not completely in his favor. That, and that's really my point. He has a heart for truth and a heart for God. That though it means a thousand miles, I'll travel it. That though it means a great cost, I'll pay it. I want the scripture. All right? And 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 because this is truth, this is God's way, and I want to be with God. So now here a fellow comes along uh, who is interested in the word of God as well. He presents himself 
as a teacher? How can I understand unless someone teach me? And Philip can start with this scripture and preach Christ to him. And the, the struggle going on, even um, not just with this man, but among the Jews themselves, as they looked at Isaiah, what we call 53, of course, it wouldn't have been divvied up into chapters for this fella, but it's Isaiah 53 for us right. as he's reading this. The Jews at that time, there were all kinds of questions. Who is he talking about? Is there some individual that is coming that this is a reference to? Is it referring to Israel as the servant of God? Is it a particular prophet? Was it Isaiah himself? And this fellow is saying, I don't get it. I don't understand. How can I understand unless someone teaches me? I, I find it fascinating because you and I go and read Isaiah 53. And what do we see there? Well, you, oh, it's Jesus. It couldn't be anything but Jesus. <laughs> How could it be anything but Jesus? And this is one of the fascinating things about moving from the old covenant to the new. There is so much that is revealed in the old covenant. But until you know the resurrected Savior, you don't see it. We have seen it uh, through Scripture. Right. Not, that, not like Paul or the apostles seeing the resurrected, but by their testimony, we have faith in the resurrected Savior. And so a veil has been lifted. We go back to Isaiah 53 and we see it. Which, like, how can it be anything else? How did people miss this? We can't go back and read the Old Testament unseeing what we've seen, unhearing what we hear. So that veil is lifted for us. But here's a fellow that hadn't heard, that hadn't seen until Philip says, let me tell you what this is about. I want to tell you about a fella who a couple of years ago in Jerusalem died on a cross and on the third day was resurrected. He had been performing signs and wonders and miracles. And what you need to know is he's the Messiah. And that's what this is talking about. That's what Isaiah is talking about. That's what all the prophets are talking about. And when this fella heard of the resurrection, suddenly he knew, I know what this is about. It is about Jesus, and I want in. Can I get in? That's right. And so what we're seeing is in real time, this veil being lifted over the Old Testament uh, in Jesus Christ. And now it's all made clear in Christ. Can I get in? And so uh, what a wonderful news that, yes, you can if you believe. If you believe, then you may. And uh, honestly, I, I'm saying to myself, really, that's it? I don't have to travel a thousand miles and make these pilgrimages. I, I'm, I'm going to believe. I'm going to be in full fellowship. I don't have to stay out in the foyer. I, I, it's, it's just I believe. I believe. Yes. And if you believe, what you can do is be baptized because that is the allegiance. That is what we do to give our allegiance to Jesus. We follow in his footsteps as he was buried and resurrected. So we too will be buried and resurrected. And if you believe, you are allowed to do this. Of course, if you don't believe, even going through that ritual is not going to do you any good. But if you believe, you can be baptized for the remission of your sins. And here's what I wanted to get to today. I wanted to make sure we recognize this. If this eunuch could be baptized. Guess who else can be baptized? Yeah. Me. Mm-hmm. You. Mm-hmm. Everyone. Mm-hmm. It does not matter what your background is. It does not matter what your socioeconomic class is. It does not matter what kind of hindrances you have. It does not matter if you have any physical disabilities. You can be baptized into Jesus Christ if you believe that Jesus is the Christ. If you believe that Jesus was raised from the dead the Son of God, ruler, redeemer, and king. It does not matter who else you are, what else you have done. 
you can be baptized just like he was. What prevents me? The only thing that prevents us is us. Mm. Do mm-hmm. you believe? I want to spend some time praying, Andrew, for folks today to hear the message of the gospel and believe. Our great God and Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for the time to be reading in Acts chapter 8 where we see uh, the birth of a Christian as this eunuch believed the gospel of Jesus Christ and was baptized. Father, we were impressed by his heart of seeking you no matter what. And we pray, Father, that all those who are seeking you will find just as you have promised. And it is no mystery where we find, but it is in your truth, your word. And I pray, Father, that we might all humble ourselves before it to be obedient to this gospel message, to believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God who died for our sins, was buried, and rose again. And, Father, that we will believe and take those steps of entrance into your kingdom and fellowship by being baptized just as this Ethiopian treasurer was. Lord, you've given us this day, and we thank you for it. We pray we make the most of it for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians Who Meet on Livingston Avenue this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge wrote and sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review our podcast so others can learn about it more easily. Have a great day.